Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, The Atom number 24, cover date April, May 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artist, Gil Kane and Murphy Anderson, edited by Julius Schwartz. Featuring The Atom Destruction of Earth, writer Gardner Fox, art Gil Kane and Sid Green. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Jason Woodrue, the plant master, escapes from prison and enters the flower kingdom of Floria. Maya, queen of the flower sprites, comes to Earth to enlist the aid of the Adam to fight Woodrue. When the Adam and Maya enter Floria, they are attacked by the denizens of that world. Maya's power over the creatures has been usurped by Woodrue by infecting her with a blight. The Adam battles Woodrue's traps and dangers, including one in which he is briefly turned into a plant himself. He finally defeats Woodrue and destroys the seeds that Woodrue was using to bring destruction to Earth. However, Woodrue was only using the Adam to transfer the deadly radiation of the seeds from Floria to Earth. Maya realizes Woodrue's plan when her powers are restored by botanist Professor Perry. She then summons flower fairies from her world to absorb the radiation and save the Earth. Confused? Don't be. The artist, formerly known as Work Friend Chuck, is here to explain everything. Through the magic alchemy of nature's most awesome sources of energy, Ray Palmer, atomic physicist, becomes the Atom, a power-packed mighty might, whose brilliant mind and great strength serve law and order against crime and injustice. Tiny Titan, scourge of evildoers, the Atom. Hey everybody, it's Chuck. Hey everybody. Um, I can't refer to him as work friend Chuck anymore because neither one of us is employed at that employer. No. We're bums. Bums. Uh, which just means we're here to bring more comic delights to you, the listener. When I'm not sleeping and crying, I'll be reading <laughs> comics. <laughs> I mean, I cried a lot when I was working anyway, but... <laughs> I do want to let you know that as I was reading this, uh, Rob appeared in my head, um, pointing out <laughs> so how, sorry. how critical he would be of these comics, where I was just, every page is just glorious. This is the best comic ever. <laughs> and I was thinking, um, I might be a hugely biased. No, you're just uh, enthusiastic. Mm. Have you come up with a voice for the plant master? I have not. By the way, we're looking at uh, The Atom, number 24, where he's fighting the plant master who's got a pair of pinking shears with which he's about to cut the atom in half on the cover. I'm pretty impressed you knew the name of the shears. I don't know. that. I don't think those are pinking shears. I just made that up. Pinking shears. They look like what the barber will thin your hair with. <laughs> Without cutting it all off. What psychotic barber do you go to? Bob? No, you know the little the, the I don't know what they're called. I go to haircuttery. This is an interesting cover because I had always looked at it glancing and thought that the atom was being restrained by plants, right? Never really giving it a closer <laughs> look, and that's not what's happening. No, he's he's actually being turned into a plant. Correct. Does everyone know about the atom? I do. <laughs> because that's one. <laughs> who are you asking? Uh, a physicist, Ray Palmer, who discovered a technique for shrinking inanimate objects using white dwarf star matter. Am I right so far? Mm-hmm. 
then he found himself trapped in a cave and he had to use his diamond engagement ring, which he was about to give his fiance to uh, shrink himself, not knowing that his technique would work on organic matter, but it did. And so he became a superhero, as anyone would. Yeah, I definitely would. That was my very favorite. Did you ever know of a book called The Secret Origins of the DC Superheroes? I do. But yeah. I didn't have it as a kid. Oh, I didn't have it. We had it in our library. And I think I was the only one that ever checked it out because I would check it out and then return it and check it out again the same day. So is that your Adam fandom secret origin? Yes. So that was my very favorite story in the whole book. And it never even had the Adam in costume. It just had his origin story. Um, mine's a little different. I think it's Super Friends number six was my first Adam experience. Ah. Uh, Ramona Ferdome artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the comics I got on during our really long summer car trips from Texas to upstate to New York. And they retold the Adam's origin with the diamond engagement ring trick and the whole deal. Was that the introduction of the Wonder Twins? No. Uh, this was still Wendy and Marvin, but it was the introduction of the Menagerie Man. Yes. Who stole the Adam's gimmick. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always liked the Adam's costume, although I never saw it in his origin story. And when I was growing up, Adam didn't appear a lot because he didn't have his own title. And he wasn't in Justice League a lot. But he was in Super Friends. Yes, yes, yes. But not Challenge of the Super Friends. Wasn't he? Not in that awesome uh, episode where they face off with the Legion of Doom every every week. Right. But he was in, when they brought back Super Friends in 77, after a four-year gap, and with the all-new Super Friends Hour... He was one of the rotating guest stars in the right in the final ten minute block. You're like a encyclopedia oh. of Super Friends knowledge. What's more interesting about this issue is Jason Woodrow. Yes, Woodrow, who here is the plant master, but becomes the Floronic man. And that's how I knew him prior to reading this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew of his human. Appearance. Just had never seen it. And I didn't know he was from another world. Was he from another world? Yes, it says that. Shall we jump to the splash page? Sure. The Adam is screaming in agony. Or something. His eyes have gone white. (laughs) As he's being turned into a plant. And he is about to drown in a pool of something. Water? Is this hydroponics that we're looking at? I think it's the solution that is turning him into a plant. Oh, that makes perfect sense. I should read more carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reading's for losers. That's why they have pictures. Dorks. Back again, Jason Woodrow, master of the plant world. This time, even Maya, queen of the flower sprites, must bow to his superior powers. I'm guessing... She appeared before? Yes, it makes reference to her, although I didn't remember her. I've never heard of her. Um, yeah, it was a surprise. I always thought the Adam and, by extension, Plantmaster were soundly rooted in science fiction. Yes. So this issue I. was a bit of a surprise. Uh, and we'll get, when we talk about Hawkman next week, we will also discuss that. Yeah. But for now, the Atom. So sinister is the scheme of the Plant Master that even if they should defeat him, he has so arranged matters that there could be no preventing the Atom hyphen destruction of Earth. He is rocking the evil Spock eyebrows. Yes. He has a very large forehead. No. It's so big I'd call it a five head, am I right? <laughs> He's got the widow's peak of doom. Uh-huh. Little Superman curl. Yeah. 
So this was interesting. He's running through the grass and grabbing flowers while being chased by the guards and dogs. And this was right off the bat. My, I was just expecting some pseudoscientific, I'll rub these plants together and create a gas and knock out the guards or something like that. Right. It's not what happened. No. He uh, is rubbing flowers on the bark of a tree. This word, I don't know, tree bowl, B-O-L-E. The great bowl shimmers. What is that? Uh, the bark? Me. Someone will tell us. Anyways, rubbing the flowers on the tree so that a uh, naiad, a uh, dryad, sorry. Dryad appears. Dryad being a spirit that lives inside the trees. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. <laughs> um, threw you for a loop because it appeared or because you didn't know that spirits lived inside trees? I was ready for, again, the pseudoscience of 1960s DC Comics. Right. And he wrote flowers on a tree and pulled out a tiny woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, of course, I tried it. And? No luck. Dang it. Oh, here comes a dog with a squeaky toy. Uh, so yes, it references that Jason Woodrow previously appeared in the Atom Number One, which would have been two years ago, in publishing time. Uh, the tiny woman pops out of the tree. She has green skin, dark hair, and a blue one-piece bathing suit. And awesome posture. Excellent posture. I I would have expected wings, the way she moves. I guess. I'm not familiar with tiny women that come from trees. I guess you've never read the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, when I was eight. <laughs> Although those, they weren't tiny. They were full human size. Yeah. Dogs, out. He's not going to play with you. So she's banging and banging and trying to get back into the tree. That's and... what she, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> but Woodrow has taken her place. Inside the tree, which is the portal to a magic flower kingdom, peopled by tiny women. Yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> Two days later, here comes another tiny woman. This one's blonde with a red bathing suit. And no wings. No wings. Um, and not at all surprising to the civilians whom she accosts on the freeway. Unless my eyes deceive me, it's Maya, queen of the flower sprites. <laughs> Which is how I'll be greeting you from now on, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's Ray Palmer and his fiancée, fiance, fiance, Jean Loring. She's a lady lawyer. She's a known psychopath. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> By the 70s, she is. Uh, as Ray Palmer, Ray Palmer thinks, I'm not supposed to know about Maya, though as the Atom, I've shared a couple of adventures with her. When? What adventures? There's not even a footnote. See, Adam number three. It's 2018, Bob. We don't need footnotes anymore. Well, I did try to Google Maya, Queen of the Flower Spirits, and there's no, I couldn't find anything. No? No. Um, so... Did you character search on comics.org? No, no, I don't have time for that. I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> there's naps to be taken right. and crying to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maya has come specifically to see Jean Loring because she knows that Jean can hook her up with the Atom. I guess Maya doesn't know that Ray Palmer is the Atom. Good, that's best. Uh, Jean Loring will get the fastest results by contacting the local radio and television station. Yeah, that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't she put a personal ad in the paper? <laughs> Look at that lower left-hand panel. He is rakishly handsome. I'll say. But the lower right-hand panel is freaking awesome. When he's shrinking? I used to love these panels in yep. all the comics he appeared in. The, the panel showing how Ray Palmer would slowly shrink into the atom. Is it slow, though? It's probably not slow. But they've he's got, got electrons racing around his body. But uh, Gene Colan, the artist for this book, has 
What? No, Gil oh, Kane. Sorry, sorry. I get those two mixed up because of the G and the C K. Right. <laughs> G- well, I didn't know if you just G- were mispronouncing Gil Kane. <laughs> no, it's not all shadows and pencil work, so it can't be <laughs> Gene Cullen. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Dang it. <laughs> Never mind. So they've got him depicted three different versions of uh, Ray shrinking down into the into the atom. Right. Full size, mid size. But he forgot size. to dial the phone before he shrank. Well, good thing he's not trying to get a hold of the challengers of the unknown because they don't have a phone. Um, Why would he do that? <laughs> well, they like to challenge things that are unknown. Um, as everyone hopefully knows, the Adam is always wearing his costume. It's just that it's invisible when he's full size. That's what I tell people too. And uh, intangible, apparently, because it allows his hair to flop in the wind when he's driving in his convertible. Yes. So you mentioned a telephone. This was a standard way for the atom to travel around the city by dialing a number, then jumping at microscopic size into the receiver of the telephone and writing the telephone... Electric impulses? I don't know how telephones worked. Then be translated back into sound waves on the other end of the phone. Okay. Is that plausible? <laughs> I've known this to be a fact since childhood, so I'm going with yes. Yes? Okay. Uh, Just wouldn't work very well today. Well, no, because we don't have landlines anymore. That's a good point. How would the atom travel now? Email. (laughs) Via the cloud, Bob. Okay. Um, Maya is still hanging around, waiting to receive the atom when he pops out of the telephone in Gene Loring's. Gil Kane draws a... Gorgeous female figure, and yes. has really heightened the uh, shadows of psychosis here on Jean Loring in the in the left hand panel. Who you're seeing her entire pupil inside the eyeball of doom. Uh, you really get a. I think it's foreshadowing. What do you have against Jean Loring? She's freaking crazy. Now she is, but then back then she wasn't. It started in the 70s, Bob. Except the, for when she became Queen Jean. The, the sign, right, that was in the late 60s. The signs were always there. But she's so accepting of the flower maiden, tiny flower maiden, coming to ask her for help. Right. She's psychotic. <laughs> Thank you for making my point. Do you think she thinks that she's, that's really happening or is that she's just having a vision? I think it's a normal Tuesday for her. <laughs> Uh, Maya explains that Jason Woodrow has escaped into her world of Floria uh, and Adam deduces that she wants his help to overcome him as he did before again no footnote I'm assuming this is all from Adam number one when Jason Woodrow first appeared I'm just going to have to go home tonight and read a lot of comments so tonight's not any different from any other night. Uh, this little flashback about how Maya saved Silvana, who was the dark-haired dryad. And she is reinserted back into her home tree. They color coordinating bathing suits. <laughs> yes. It's like the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> the phone rings again. It's Ray Palmer on the phone. I love this. But he's the Adam. I love this. So, Ray Palmer has pre-recorded a message two, so that... Two pages ago. So that his voice can call Gene. 
and fool her into thinking that she's actually talking to Ray Palmer while the Adam is standing there in front of her. Right. Just to be on the safe side. Right. Dicking with Gene is like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> no wonder she believes in Maya, the wood sprite. So... I like that he was able to predict exactly what she would say on the phone. Yeah. Here's her end of the conversation. Hello? Ray. Yes, the Adam's here. No, no need of your coming over. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye now. Now, he would have to time that perfectly on the other end and know exactly what she was going to say. Or, <laughs> since it's Gene Loring, it could just be low-level whispers and little crazy little things. Like... <laughs> Bring the hamburger bologna stuck to the ceiling. And she would be like, No, no, no need for you coming over. She'd go with it. <laughs> okay. Did you ever call someone that had their answering machine set up as if they were actually answering? Yes. And they couldn't hear you? I, I hated that so much. Stuck in New York City once and calling friends and <laughs> finally found the one dude that was home. Oh, he wasn't really home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. How about Adam and, and Maya the Wood Sprite disappearing into the shimmering vagina? <laughs> yes, it is a little Georgia O'Keefe-ish <clears throat> as they step into a potted plant. Yes, and Jean is like, oh my. Now, does everyone's house plants have the ability to traverse dimensions? I haven't tried. Or is it only if Maya is present? Well... Let's hope it's only if Maya's present. Um, Scooter is coming, everyone. We see this throughout all comic magazines of this period. Including a surprise for next week. (laughs) Uh, And we will be getting to Scooter as soon as it comes up in my rotation. Because Chuck's daughter, little Mary Chuck, has volunteered to... Help me talk about Scooter. Is that correct? You better get to Is that it. That's still on the table. Better get to it before she goes away to college. She's not going to go away to college. She's oh. going to go local. She I has predict to. it. She has to. Why? Because I need her to be local. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant you, she has to go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like that. That's fair. <laughs> So when we got back to the story, we yes. were treated to a huge <clears throat> splash page uh, that is not Gene Colon that blew my freaking socks off. Uh, it's the Adam and Maya being attacked by an army of fawns. Nippleless thorn. Well, everyone, no one had nipples in the 60s. Oh. Um, except Tarzan, maybe. Hmm. To do more research tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe some people in those comics you'd buy it out at the newsstand on 4th Street. Right. I'm going to quickly get Google, did uh, people have nipples in the 60s? <laughs> See what pops up. Um, you're going to get a lot of bullet bras, I think. And... Oh, wow. Uh, you characterize these three fawns as an army. Well, there's three of them, presumably more. I don't know. And is that one dude running or dancing? (laughs) (laughs) The second one in? I don't know. That's how I dance at weddings. (laughs) Is it? I'm so sorry for everyone that's been at a wedding with you. Uh, Do you crouch down like that? Are you able to get back up? (laughs) I can be limber. (laughs) Oh, oh, me too, me too. Uh, before the Adam can maneuver himself into position to ward off the oncoming attack, he's punched by a fawn. And, uh, Maya orders the fawn to cease and desist, only to learn that Jason Woodruff has taken over Floria and is now in command of everyone. To which Maya responds, What? Yeah, as the fawn gets handsy. Mm-hmm. Um, she must have some persuasive rhetoric if she could have been queen over these giant creatures. Well, she's persuading me. Well, she's tiny. True. But 
I was very pleased at how quickly the Adam uh, slips into ass-kicking mode here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying a new stunt, which he's never tried before. He shrinks to microscopic size, <clears throat> penetrates a tree branch, and then controls his weight. You see he has controls in his gloves with which he can control his weight. And even at tiny size, he can become his full 180-pound human-sized weight. I'm not sure how that works. And they're doing something in the middle panel that I don't think they do much in modern comics. They did it in The Flash, and they did it in The Atom, where the artists will actually take the time to draw multiple figures. Mm-hmm. Like um, Carmine Infantino would draw several flashes to denote super speed, and um, Gil Kane is obviously doing the same to denote Adam shrinking here. It's very much appreciated. That was when quality meant something. <laughs> We're not cranky old men at all. Mom. No. Uh, so Adam's using his weight controls to manipulate this branch at microscopic size and whap around the fawns. Certainly giving them the wood. <laughs> I approve. Um... He's doing lots of calculation in his head. He's a mathematician, isn't he? Physicist, that's what he is. Mm -hmm. I was never very good at math. But he's no um, pocket protector wearing, swooning, fainting scientist. No. He's an action man. This is the days when scientists were heroes of things. Rather than constantly villains. That changed with the 1984 television miniseries V when uh, the collaborator humans who were working with the visitors said things like, damn scientists, because the scientists were trying to warn the world against the visitors. I've done a lot of research on the very moment when scientists became evil. And that stuck with popular culture as the scientists (laughs) tried to warn us and help us, so they must be evil. Otherwise... And if it hadn't been for V, we would have listened to those fuckers about global warming. Right. <laughs> Damn exactly it. my point. Damn it. Uh, the Fawns kidnap Maya. And the Adam tries to rescue her by hurling coconuts. And he even mentions that this method is just way too slow. He's getting getting off a coconut <laughs> and, and maybe annoying one one foe at a time. Uh-huh. No, it's not it's not working. Then he is attacked by uh, flowers whose pistils is that what we call those things that stick out? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, they're explosive. So the flower has explosive stem stamens what are the things called god dang it <laughs> just I when we need the plant master <laughs> <laughs> if only the floronic man were here anyway adam's been exploded by things and captured by the plant master and now he's stuck in water and his arms are turning into plants this art is amazing i Growing up in the 80s as a stuck-up teenager, it was uh-huh. all about John Byrne and George Perez. And, oh, yeah. Um, I didn't uh, didn't like any of these classic Silver Age artists. I didn't think they had it. Um, and this was when Gil Kane's lines were much looser in the uh-huh. 80s. And, but this art is... Gorgeous. Just. And his layout, his action poses, everything is just beautiful. Wait, I'll uh, pretend that Rob is here. I don't like it! (laughs) (laughs) Actually, he does like Gil Kane quite a lot. Uh, It's... uh, Gil Kane draws the uh, Emerald Gladiator's bulge in uh, the pages of Green Lantern. (laughs) That's true! Uh, It's, uh, what's the face that he doesn't like? Nick Cardi. Nick Cardi. That's unforgivable. Uh, Well, I'll work on him. I've seen the tools. No, <laughs> Those are dog toys. Sure. 
Uh, Adam is, uh, and Maya both are growing leaf arms. Now, isn't Maya already a plant, the creature? Well, it just means this would affect her quicker, right? I don't, I don't know. She's halfway there. Uh, she is swooning something terrible in that one panel. So, Plantmaster explains that he infected Sylvana. She was the brunette, which he originally kidnapped out of the tree. Uh, infected her with a blight, which robs Maya of her ability to control the plant and animal life in her kingdom of Floria. And now I shall go about my business of using Floria to bombard the earth with awesome forces and destroy it. I never understood the motivation of criminals who wanted to destroy the earth. Because then what do they do? Well, with some of the upper management types that we've worked with, <laughs> their ego becomes so much they uh-huh. just want to see everything burn around them. Okay. So. Okay. Yes. Oh, then I'm on board with that then. And he's got kind of a Hector Heyman look to him in that bottom panel. Yeah, with the giant forehead and uh, Vulcan eyebrows. Mm-hmm. So he's going to turn the Adam and Maya into flowers so that they will be utterly helpless to stop him in his world destruction scheme. I like that he keeps saying on the cover and here in this top panel of page 12, He describes what he's going to do and ends his threatening speech with snip, snip, snip. (laughs) See, in my head, I was reading snip, snip, snip. Oh. And you're you're interpreting. Snip, snip, (laughs) snip. That's much better. Uh, But he's got to wait until Adam has turned into a plant before he can put the blades to him. Right, right, right. Uh. So Adam discovers that he can't move his arms or legs because they're turning into plants. But he hasn't given up. Here's where we get a lot of science fall Plants turn toward sunlight, a process called heliotropism. Perhaps if I can manage to let myself be drawn toward that shaft of light, the result will be to yank my feet free of the soil and chemicals that hold them. That... That's not how that works. It's working. Yeah, but that's not, the plants don't get pulled towards the sun and then yank themselves out of the ground. <laughs> well, they are here. Uh, <laughs> but it's getting them nowhere fast. But he can still talk. You know what that means. He can still breathe. That means he can grimly blow <laughs> <laughs> on a piece of fruit hanging above him. Uh which makes the fruit bob and weave. I think you should have a checkered podcast um, lab section <laughs> yes, where you recreate, recreate some of these things and see if you can blow a fruit. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> down from his perch. <laughs> um, we can go practice on the Christmas tree later and we'll okay. see if that works. Excellent. We'll start there. Uh, the fruit is loosened by his mighty, grim breath. Mm. The stem snaps and the fruit falls uh, into the bowl where Adam is held in a bath of chemicals and he's knocked free. If we were horrible comic writers in the year 2018, we would retcon this, that the fruit fell anyway and the Adam was like, uh, I blew it free <laughs> with my grim breath. Well, guess what? It didn't work because he still can't move. He still has leaf arms. Uh, But using his mighty strength also knocked free of the chemicals, he's starting to return to normal. I like these last three panels on this page because it's a bit of a Shazam moment where you have the can the hero activate the mechanism that Mm. triggers his powers in time. Uh... Speaking of super friends, (laughs) as we were 20 minutes ago, Um, I always liked on uh, on the super friends when the Wonder Twins would be trapped and they'd be like in cages that kept them just centimeters apart from touching. Right. And they'd have to stretch and stretch and stretch. Right. But the animation would be obvious if you just 
stepped a little bit. Right. <laughs> also, why did they wear gloves? Because didn't they always have to take their gloves off? Not always. In their first couple appearances, they did, but the animators quickly dropped that. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a good trope, unless it was undone by something incredibly cheesy, like Gleek <laughs> bridging the gap with his nose, <laughs> <laughs> enabling them to activate their powers. Right. Mm. Um, which reminds me, didn't one time in the Super Friends comic... We're really doing a deep dive here. Sorry, everyone. Didn't they activate their powers ahead of time and then just not yes. change? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. that was awesome. They would play around with the powers in the comic. You know there's a new Wonder Twins comic coming. I heard that. I heard that. Are we going to read it? Yes. <laughs> it's a teen drama. What could go wrong? Adam is able to move his hand. Guess what? With an awesome close-up of his fist hitting those devices that Bob mentioned earlier. Yes. Click, click. Click, click. Doubling his size and then shrinks back as fast as he did before. Shrink, grow, shrink, grow, shrink, grow, shrink, grow. Which sheds all of the chemical soup that he's been bathed in and turns him back to normal. So most, most of us would just shake or perhaps use a towel. <laughs> Uh, most of us don't have shrinking powers. Right. I think if I did, right. shower time might go a little differently. <laughs> Keep it clean, Bob. Um, this is a great... I know you've commented on the ladies drawing so far. Mm -hmm. This is a great action shot from the rear of the Atom running across the room. Oh, you're looking at Adam's rear. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. He's, yeah. he's got the muscled buttocks. Uh-huh. I read somewhere... Well, how are you going to mention that, but not the previous page where he is in recline, dripping wet, uh, skin-tight uh, costume, right. so tight even showing his ribs. You know, uh, reclining doesn't do as much for me as it does for you. <laughs> I like me a good recline. Right. <laughs> Uh, I do recall that in our Aquaman episode, you liked the Huntress when she was mm -hmm. reclining on the beach. Mm -hmm. I read somewhere that Gil Kane, who designed the Adams costume, uh, the editor asked him to include a belt, and he never liked the belt. He thought it broke up the lines of the costume. See, I think the belt uh, does something different. It it gives that red blue pattern just a little bit more oomph mm -hmm. I remember being a kid at school when I was supposed to be doing school work trying to remember how the colors of the Adams costume went <laughs> so I could color the picture I'd drawn on my math book right I think we all did that yeah uh, for me it was the Harlequin, after she had that jumpsuit, that crazy jumpsuit, right? that was half checkerboard and half not, uh -huh. trying to remember which half was checkerboard and which half was. Right. Right. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. uh, the Adam frees Maya <laughs> <laughs> by having her grab onto a stick. And he spins her around fast so that all the goop shakes off of her body. Right. Again. He, he's just trying to get that bathing suit to slip down. <laughs> well, he missed a good opportunity to just get up close and towel her off. Right. Well, he's a gentleman. Well. <laughs> being, being so direct would be crass, Bob. I suppose. Uh, anyway, she's dry now. And now they're taking a bowl, putting a plant in it, and the plants point the direction to Jason Woodruff. Now, Bob. Yes. You know a lot about plants. Uh-huh. I sure do. Do you have any of these in your yard? Those plants that look like... Uh, what do they look like, Bob? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the animal. It looks like some kind of penis of the animal kingdom. Right. Not human. 
these plants can draping their leaves over the other bowl, right? Get the scent of Jason uh-huh. Woodrow, and then point with their plant peni, right? Talk about wonders of nature. The atom says. Mm-hmm. Now Maya's flying with the atom to where Jason Woodrow is hiding inside a giant beehive of some kind. Okay. It's a nest-like citadel. Yeah, but who made the nest? I don't know, but check out. Zoom in on right between Maya and the atom and we see <laughs> that plant is still pointing. It sure is. <laughs> Is the plant traveling with them? <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> so, they right. enter the fortress. So, we've got the plant peni, as previously described. Right. And we're flying towards this <laughs> awkward-looking entrance right. in the base of a nest-like citadel. Uh-huh, another Georgia O'Keeffe. And it's got lots reference. of plants around it. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> Wow. Would you have thought like this at 10 years old? Yes. <laughs> uh, they're about to enter the fortress, and what do you know? There's a plant that looks and acts like a spider, but it's a plant. It's a web weaver plant. And the Adam exclaims, Oof, its webs are sticky. I love this fight because... <clears throat> You've got this oncoming monster. Yeah. The Adam has used a tree and his scientific knowledge to beat off the fawns before. Mm-hmm. And he's used uh, his shrinking ability and sunlight and a loosely attached fruit to, uh, to free himself. Right. But now he's getting into the fisticuffs. Right. Uh, no, from a, no time for fancy. <laughs> from a sticky web. Uh, so he throws a punch, forgetting that he hasn't adjusted his weight. He's feather light, so his punch packs no power. He calls it a powder puff punch. That's sexist, but I'll let it go for now. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Adam Expert. Does he have to stay at six inches? No, but he always does. Because wouldn't he be more effective at, like, two feet? Or six feet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then his costume would be invisible. He always does um, until the late 80s, and there's the Power of the Atom miniseries, and he's just whatever size he needs to be. Okay. But, yeah, I always had that same question growing up. I mean, I see the point if you're, like, uh, hiding out or what's the word I'm looking for I don't remember the word <laughs> if you're trying to be subtle no stealthy I'm just yes but if you're uh, like investigating and you're hiding so right. that you can overhear conversations what's right. that the police do it all the time <laughs> um stake out stake out if Yay. you're on a stake out Dang it. I feel like I've been on a game show. <laughs> now, I don't... see the point of being tiny then. But if you're in the plant kingdom, when nobody cares about your secret identity anyway, just be full size and step on this plant. Yeah, but then we wouldn't get awesome, awesome splash pages of the Adam just socking the hell out of this giant spider like plant thing. Right. This is suitable for framing yep. and making posters of. Uh, now, now Dollman had to be small in order for his strength to work, right? right? Yes. Do you remember how he shrank? Force of will. <laughs> Which means we should be able to do it. Right. We should be able to. I've just, tried. Just compress your damn molecules, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Stop sitting there. Um, Dollman was a character from the Quality Comics in the 1940s, later bought by DC Comics. That whole universe had some 
unusual origin stories. Mm, yes. Like the black condor who was raised by condors. As one is. <laughs> so he could just fly because he learned how to fly from the condors. And when he got to civilization, decided to take on the secret identity of... A senator. <laughs> <laughs> Which explains tons of shit, Bob. Right. Um, <laughs> also didn't wear a mask as Black Condor. Well, I mean, who would see him? He's zipping by so fast. But was he? Because in every drawing I've seen, he's just kind of floating. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Research. Also, the Ray, who went up in a hot air balloon and got... Uh, Overly warm? <laughs> right. Like a beam of light shone on him and so he could turn into light. Anyway, back to the atom. Pow! Chuck's right. This is suitable for framing. I'll be sure to put it all over my social media. At Go Go Check Pod. Uh, punching, punching, rescue Maya. A screaming plant. Right. Hey! It's the um, anti-Bob. <laughs> Instead of saying bye. <laughs> um, this story is written by Gardner Fox, which means we always get a liberal dose of actual science thrown in. Like when Adam notices the plant making a cry of pain and says, this must be like slime molds on Earth, which possess both plant and animal characteristics. Is that true? I'll check. <laughs> I'll have Katie look in the back of her refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on her Kanban board. Uh -huh. Did I tell you that Rob made a Kanban board? Did he? work, yes. Awesome. He messaged me about it, and I said, yeah, let's get together and talk about it, but then nothing. Oh, well, because he just took over and just did it. You can come and check his work. I don't know if it's correct. No, I'll have to, uh, have to come over and criticize. <laughs> Uh, the Adam and Maya are escaping, but then the powerful stamens of water plants, which they're flying over, grab at their feet. We hope. Them. Oh, look, they are called stamens. She references them. Yes. Zing, zing. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. They're doing some kind of gymnastics move. They get caught by the plants. And she launches herself towards him, but he uses their grip as a foothold to uh, brace himself. Yeah, but I don't... we get a little booty shot. Well, he's sinking. I don't know how he's going to brace himself because he's being pulled under the water. We get two booty shots of this page one for you and one for me. Mm hmm. This next page threw me for a loop because I was so yes. certain the Tycho ad was part of the story. Yes, like, yes. Where do these kids come from? And why did the art change to Kurt Schaffenberg? Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, their ploy works. Maya is free. Third booty shot. Yep. And you actually you get a little peek down her top. Yeah. Um, the Adam is pulled underwater while Maya's free. She sobs, knowing that she cannot stop Jason Woodrow alone. However, the Adam has shrunk even tinier to escape the grasp of the plants, and he reappears on the surface of the water, tiny to Maya, which means he's super, super small. Mm-hmm. Uh, on they go with their mission. So... Have you seen uh, the theories about Hal Jordan's eyes? No. No. Okay. Well, Gil Kane drew Green Lantern. Right. And he's absolutely wonderful, as we've been saying this whole time through this yes. whole comic book. But there's this way that he draws eyes where you know what he's going for, but it's come off as a little psychotic. Right. So, Google Hal Jordan's eyes, and you'll find some articles on the Absorbiscon website about <laughs> how crazy Hal looks. So, here in this panel, as Maya looks down on him, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the face of a psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
you know, that's exactly how Jean Loring would look at yes, the beginning. Yes. Well, Adam has a type. <laughs> uh, he's battling through sentient plants who are attacking him at every turn. He gets bitch slapped by a branch. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do nothing to that branch. Maya joins in the fight. Uh, finally, they escape and make it to Jason Woodrow. Too late, Adam. You're too late. You fought the good fight, but it was all in vain. I've outwitted you all along. He apparently has sent strange hybrid plants casting forth the deadly seeds of radiation, which, once they explode, will send down a radioactive shower that will wipe out all life on Earth. Again, what's he going to do after that? Hang out in Florio with all these super hot wood sprites. Um, and fawns. Well, that's why I'm not clear because is he going to wipe out all life on Floria? Because the hybrids which he have bred, which he has bred, are in Floria. Right, but he's. I think that he's shooting them off uh, towards the <laughs> Earth. That's what she said. <laughs> Uh, whatever happens, Adam's determined to send him back to prison. That is a hell of a punch. Mm -hmm. Right in his eyeball. Yep, all his weight was behind that one. Do you think he'd be, be a little more effect than that? Uh. We hit him so hard it curved the sound effect. (laughs) Ow! Uh. Maya flies Adam into the air so he can punch each individual radioactive seed before it explodes. Yes, that's 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 a scientist in the sixties. <laughs> now, I have to say something about Plantmaster. He's wearing white socks with the dress shoes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's it. <sighs> Well, that's a sign of evil, if ever I saw one. Um, He's gloating because the Adam doesn't realize that by punching the seeds, he's actually guaranteeing the destruction of the Earth. I don't quite understand how this works. Because Adam is getting um, radioactive himself. Oh, right, 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 right. So Adam's going to return to the Earth and spread radioactivity across mm-hmm. the whole Earth. That's also not how radioactivity works. Yep, not not I, but the Adam shall destroy Earth. Vendor sure is sweet, as the Earthlings say. Uh, it's because of the nature of Adam's uniform, which is composed of white dwarf star matter. It's also not how white dwarf star matter works. <laughs> but... Uh, there's a lot of words. Yeah. Suffice to say, Earth's going to be destroyed by the Atom. So the Atom returns Jason Woodrow to Earth and to prison. Woodrow is happy that he's now on Earth where he has a bird's eye view of the destruction of the Earth. And Adam takes Maya to his friend, Professor Perry, hoping he can cure her of the blight. Who's the actor that was in Man from Uncle? What's his name? Uh, yes, I know who you're talking about. That looks exactly like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robert Stack. No. Uh, he was in that movie, Magnificent Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Should I Google it? No, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, Maya is handed a potion to drink, and upon drinking, she exclaims, Oh no! Shrieks in horror. Now that the blight is gone, she can hear the voices of her flower sprites warning her that a radioactive shower is about to rain down on Earth, which you, Adam, are responsible for. When you smashed those seeds. Can anything be done? Nope. We're all doomed. No, actually something can be done. Oh, sorry. Maya will direct her flower sprites 
to gather the radiation in uh, flower petals and save the earth. So the hippies were right. <laughs> flower power. Yes. Earth is saved. So an army, this is safe to say an army, of bathing suit clad. One has wings. Yes. One. Uh, out of four. So, well, she does name different classes of, so the sylphides oh, are the spirits of the air. Okay. I'm assuming that's the one with wings. Uh, flower sprites, those would be the dryads. Mm-hmm. Naiads would be water spirits. Correct. Uh, yes, yes. And salamanders would be spirits of fire, since we're being completists. Okay. Creepy. Well, again, that all comes from the Narnia books. I do have a map of Narnia on my wall. Not in here. Which, yes, it's right around the corner there. Oh. Which caused Chuck to ask if I was religious. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was the religious iconography. Oh, that magnet of divine, the actress... <laughs> no, not the magnet of divine. The uh, multiple manger scenes. Oh, no, that's just, you know, Christmas time. Okay. And the action angel, which I made from an action man doll. That was awesome. I might steal that. I have another one. <laughs> of course you do. So, um, this... And- this story made me honestly wish they had jettisoned Gene Laurie and made Maya the uh, partner to Adam. Well, they kind of did in the 80s when they sent right. the Adam to live in the jungles of South America in right. a miniature civilization mm-hmm. in the jungle. That was so good. It was. Mm-hmm. But for now, Plant Master is in federal prison, uh, expecting the radioactive rain to destroy the earth and it never happens the end so my plant master origin story yes first time i ran across this dude yeah is in a justice league story published two years after this okay and not checkerboarded okay but they get villains from all the different heroes who take over the identities of the justice league except for green arrow who busts them all and their shenanigans and it's reprinted in the giant treasury edition Super Friends comic. Okay. Which Santa Claus brought me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that must have been 75, 76. And uh, it was filled with Justice League stories and it had that one. And there's one awesome shot of all the villains on one side rushing towards the heroes on the other side, threatening them. You got Dr. Light shooting fireballs at the Martian Manhunter. Cutlass Charlie threatening Aquaman with a sword. Um, Luthor throwing a random hunk of kryptonite at Superman. Mm-hmm. And Plant Master, who is pictured as some idiot in a white smock and white socks with brown shoes, throwing a potted plant at the air. <laughs> and even as a child, I'm like, that's stupid. Well, as we know, potted plants are portals to other dimensions, so maybe not so stupid. Right. In Crazy hind- like a fox, in, am I right? In hindsight, sure. Uh, my first exposure to the plant master was after he had been transformed into an actual being made of plants. And it was also a Justice League comic. And it was also an identity switch when... The Secret Society of Supervillains switched uh, brains, minds, with the Justice League. And Plant Master switched his brain with Wonder Woman. Right. So she was not only trapped in the body of a man, but in the body of a man who wasn't even human. The unmitigated gall. I missed the first issue, but Santa Claus brought me the second. Yes. And it was amazing. And I drew many, many, many pictures based off of that, but never ever drew the connection that the Floronic Man was the plant master, <laughs> the potted plant throwing. Right. Um, did you know where that happened, the switch? Uh, I looked it up last night. It's in backup stories of Green Lantern when he was in the back of the Flash. Oh. And it was like 76, 77. 
a two-issue story uh, where he was chasing around Green Lantern and ended up as the Floronic Man. Huh. I don't know. Nobody hipped me to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had the first two parts of that Justice League story and for years and years didn't have the third part. I never knew how it ended up. Hmm. Until I was an adult and had an income and could find out. Right. And those days are over now. <laughs> <laughs> no longer an adult. Huzzah! Uh, well, what do we think of the Atom? I love it. I'm I, a fan. I love it. It makes all my leg hair stand on end. Okay. I find the name of the letter column awkward. In- <laughs> Inside the Atom. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. I in in the letter column they're referencing a uh, previous story in which the Adam fought uh, Elvarians in a story called the Bat Knights of Darkness. So, I'm wondering if we've been lulled into a sense of complacency regarding the scientific yeah. contributions in '60s comics, or if it was actually much more fantasy based. Right. It seems like it got that way. Because when they started out, Green Lantern, Flash, Adam were all science-based. Right. Hawkman. the 50s, science reigned supreme. Hmm. Those days are long gone, Bob. I'll say. Just like Uh, Just like our jobs. (laughs) All right, that's it for this week. But guess what? Chuck will be back next week to talk about... Adam's best friend, Hawkman. And your awkward coffee mug, too. That's Lady Godiva. Oh. Oh, I see it. Yep. It's from Godiva Chocolates. They do a mug every year, you know. No. Uh, you can check us out on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can find Chuck at Instagram. Uh, Aqua at DCD. Aqua DCD. And uh, also, he'll be back next week. Now, what are you doing buying mugs without superhero pictures on it? Uh, it was a gift. No, that explains it. Yeah. Um, all right, that's all. Come back next week for Hawkman. Bye. Bye.